Join me as we listen to Jesus' story as told by Matthew. May these few minutes spent listening today draw us closer to Jesus, and may our lives also testify to His power and grace. Hello, my name is Nathan Roberts. I'm the Director of Community Engagement here at First Lutheran Church, and I thank you for joining me for a Lenten podcast. We'll be reading through Matthew 5, starting with verse 21. Concerning anger. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you'll be liable to the fires of hell. So when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has said something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was says, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife except on the grounds of unchastity causes her to commit adultery and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, You have heard that it was said that those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word yes be yes, or no be no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to anyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. The word of the Lord. Well, 
I just want to say that there was a lot of pretty disturbing things that we just read. I feel like, man, there's a lot of cultural differences between the world that Jesus was living in and the one we're living in today. And I feel like Jesus is so aggressive in his response to people who mess up. It's kind of the opposite of what you imagine Jesus might say. It says, if you call someone a fool in public, if you're angry with someone, if you insult people, that you're liable for hellfire. That if you commit adultery, it's the same if you just lust after a woman in your heart that you should actually pluck your eye out and throw it away instead of being lustful towards someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's what you're into. That, you know, there's very specific rules around divorce. And what's so difficult about this text is that this was written 2000 years ago. And a lot has changed in 2000 years. I, I often wonder if Jesus had a chance to say all this again in our time today, what he would say. Because his own disciples were such chronic messer uppers. They were always making mistakes. They were always judging people. They were fishermen. You know, he had a ton of people who had been involved in sex work and prostitution who followed him. He had tax collectors. So we had all these terrible people who had done terrible things. Well, not terrible people, but they had done bad things and they weren't saints by any means that he chose to associate, be friends with and do ministry with. And yet he creates this standard that is outrageous for how people should live their life. So what is the deal? He has this, I'm going to say, first century cancel culture, where if you do one thing wrong, you are basically canceled. And then he, in his own life, actually doesn't cancel anybody. And the, wor the, and, and the people that everyone else wants to cancel, he brings into the group, right? So it's a tension. But I think what's really important to remember is who he is talking to here. He is talking to a group of people who were religious leaders in their community. He was talking to the people who thought their poop did not stink. He was talking to people who thought they were better than everyone else. He was talking to the people that today, the ones that we might consider the TV preachers, the self-help gurus, the, the people who have the perfect life on Instagram. 
And he was saying not to the downcast people, not to the people who were struggling with life and were willing to admit it, but to the people who didn't want to admit that they had any problems. He was saying, you're not actually as good as you think you are. Just because you haven't actually committed adultery doesn't mean you don't look at women. Doesn't mean you aren't doing things in your mind and in your heart. Just because you don't yell bad things in public doesn't mean you're not passive aggressively hurting your neighbor, right? Just because you haven't gotten a divorce doesn't mean that you don't treat your wife like a second-class citizen, right? So if we remember that this is one of those scenes kind of in the movie where the main character goes up to the villain who thinks he's better than everybody, the popular kid at school, and tries to bring them back down to size. That's what's happening here. Jesus is trying to bring those people who think they're better than everyone back down to size. It's not for the people who already know that they're messed up. It's not for the people who already know they have a problem. Because those people are the people that Jesus says, you know what? You get it. You already know you have a problem. And I love you anyways. I want to do ministry with you anyways. I want to serve people with you anyways. And that's why I really want to focus on this last part. In verse 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that they may be children of your father in heaven. For God makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. That God loves everyone. That when God sends the rain, there isn't a small rain cloud over the good people's farms and a drought over the bad people's farms. It, the sun doesn't just rise at the nice neighbor's house. It rises at everyone's house. Which is a reminder that God is here to treat us all the same. That God loves all of us and wants blessings for all of us. It is the people that divide us up into who deserves to be treated well, who deserves to have love. And often that is based on a false assumption that I'm somehow better than you. When actuality, I think what Jesus is saying is some of us are just better at hiding it. Amen. God, be with us this Lenten season. Help us to take a few deep, calming breaths and to remember that we are not defined by our worst actions. We are not defined by our lowest points. We are not defined by the things we're ashamed of. We are defined by love by the bits of God that lives within us and the spark of faith that we continue to fan so that we can love our neighbors, those that drive us crazy, 
those in our family, those in our faith community, and ourselves. Amen.